Welcome to the Hidden Orchard Podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the deeper concepts and the intersection of Jewish wisdom, the New Testament, and science. We will bring you fascinating insights from the ancient and modern sources, all with the goal of improving and getting the most out of life. Visit our website at thehiddenorchard.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get more information like this. Now, today's episode. There's a beautiful and profound statement in a work called The Ethics of the Fathers, also known as Perke Avot. It brings us very close to understanding the meaning of life. In this passage, it's taught, more precious is one hour in repentance and good deeds in this world than all of the life of the world to come. As is often the case, the sages use as few words as possible, which we'll want to break down to discover their wisdom. We'll want to understand how anything in this world could be of more value than the world to come. And what's the connection between this, good deeds, and repentance? We'll take a look at these three elements. First, good deeds. Good deeds seem like a logical part of the equation. In rabbinic vernacular, good deeds, ma'aseh tovim, often reference the 613 commandments. These are the good deeds. And of course, those familiar know the 613 commandments can be divided into two categories, the 248 do's, the positives, and the 365 do-nots, the prohibitions. Thus, we should include the prohibitions in this, which means that good deeds also include avoiding all that's harmful to us. The next element is one hour of repentance. Why would the sages suggest repentance as more valuable than the world to come? Would it not have been better to have said good deeds and good behavior? Repentance, tshuva in Hebrew, means to return as in, go back to where you were before you made a mistake. See, repentance implies that there must have been a misstep or a wrong turn somewhere. And then, of course, the world to come, which many of you are familiar with. For those unfamiliar, the world to come is the indescribable and eternal reality that waits all of creation somewhere on the other side of the Messianic era. This is what the prophets speak of when they say, no eye has seen and no ear has heard. We are in the present world also known as the Alam Hazeh. But don't lose sight of this original question. How can one hour of repentance and good deeds in this fallen and broken world be more precious than the renewed eternal bliss of the world to come? To understand this, let's go back in time. Let's go back to the beginning very briefly. Tradition teaches us that Adam's soul was unique at the time of his creation, a never-before-seen fusion of spirit and physicality. It would be from his composite soul that every human soul would originate. Paul alludes to this in his letters many times, referencing the deep Midrashic tradition. And you can find the articles on that on thehiddenorchard.com. This asserts that all humans are connected on a soul level and also a physical level. Every person, therefore, contains a spark of Adam's soul. But at the moment of his sin, Adam damaged all subsequent souls. On this side of Eden... It's been the job of every human to rectify the unique spark of Adam's soul within us. Like a cosmological, multi-generational puzzle, each of us possesses a unique piece to lay down in our time. In practical terms, we should strive to live a godly life, do the good deeds, live a life to the best of our ability, and returning our souls better than we found them. This also includes being especially careful not to damage them. As the Kabbalists say, 
we should do the best to remove our souls from the klippa. Now, in light of this, how is it possible that we're able to return our soul better than we found it? Wouldn't it have been better for us not to enter this reality at all in the first place? This begins to scratch the surface of the sage's earlier statement. See, this is precisely why we are here in this present world. In the place of eternal timelessness, the soul was already with the Creator, existing in infinitude. But there, the soul lacked perspective, the frame of reference to understand what eternity truly meant. In the Garden of Amuna, we read, The soul is a tiny spark of God within each and every one of us. In the non-tangible upper worlds of pure reality, the soul is able to bask in the sublime delight of divine illumination, an unfathomable pleasure that makes any physical pleasure seem like darkness and disgust. Before its descent into the lowly material world, it simply knows of the existence of this wonderful, indescribably pleasurable spiritual illumination, but it knows nothing of the illumination's source or of its nature. Rav Shalom Arush in this is also describing that the soul exists with the Creator, but it doesn't know anything else. And to truly understand that, it must experience another reality. The sages teach that something can only be understood by its opposite. Therefore, to understand life, one must experience death. One must experience finitude to truly grasp eternity. See, on earth, the soul experiences the darkness of separation, the loss of loved ones, sensations of hot and cold, seasons, hunger, and a full range of human emotions. However, it's here, and only here, that we can make mistakes, and also make good on them. When we err, we repent. Through this, we gain new insight, new wisdom, and a renewed sense of purpose. Eventually in time, experience by experience, we gain the clarity that life is a gift. And in these moments of renewal, we emerge a new creation, elevating ourselves from where we were before we erred. This is why one hour of repentance is more valuable than the world to come. This is why we are here. This is what life is all about. It can be an unfortunate belief of many that we're only here to kill time until we go to heaven. Statements like this place is not our home often practically leave us without a true mission or a true appreciation of what we're supposed to be doing here. There, all of these experiences are not possible, nor are they of any use to us when we return to the upper worlds. It is only in this world of duality and darkness, truth and lies, good and evil, that we're given the experiences of life, the gift of mistakes, forgetfulness, the mercy of starting again, and the rewards for all the times we got it right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information like this, again, visit our website, thehiddenorchard.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and look out for other articles posted there throughout the weeks. Reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Until next time, have a great week.